Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today, my title is What to Leave In and What to Leave Out. It's about words and discernment. People accuse Christians of having quote-unquote blind faith. They charge Christians for of being dumb or a robot. Well, this is not so. The Bible is evidential. Evidential is an adjective that means serving as evidence. From vocabulary.com, we read, often used as a legal term, evidential is sometimes paired with the words proof, burden, or hearing. The Bible has many external and internal proofs that the information contained in it is reliable. Believers know that it's reliable because it's from God who is perfect. It's the revealing of himself to humanity. And everything he does is good, and therefore the Bible is good. However, unsaved people are blind to the glories of God They cannot please God. Their mind is clouded with sin and their foolish hearts are darkened. So they do not believe the Bible as credible or true or good. Yet sometimes a person gets curious about the Bible. They want to know logically why so many people find the Bible fascinating. They want to know if it's true or the things in it are trustworthy, so they investigate. Now pause that thought for a minute. Change of topic. I'm a writer and I always have been since I was able to write. I love language and words and phrases. I love how they sound, their origins. Choosing my words for blog writing, it's fun. I spend a lot of time with words. So when someone posts something on social media, I look at what they wrote and I comment on it. And that's how social media works. Now, recently a woman took issue with something I replied to on another person's large ministry page. The woman said, I didn't have the whole context. I didn't know the story. I didn't know the person's heart, you know, all that. Sure, I agree, more context is better than less context, but the point of social media is that someone writes something and publishes it for the world to see, and the people in the world who read it reply based on what they read. What we respond to are the words that the person chose in their published piece. What they put in, what they leave out. The words they pick, the language they chose, this gives insight into that person's mind. Now, there's a link to a YouTube, a 10 minute clip um, on a title, Why I Rarely Share My Personal Testimony and Why You Shouldn't Either, which for clickbait worked because that intrigued me. So I watched the video 
And what he did in the video was explain his profession's approach to forensic language. His name is Jay Warner Wallace, and his job is cold case detective. Cold case detectives, as he said in the video, have no living witnesses to interview. They have even the detectives who initially um, interviewed the witnesses are dead. Witnesses themselves are usually dead. So he has to rely on the reports and the scripts that the witnesses wrote out. He was unsaved but interested and curious in the Bible as an evidential document. It is a true cold case. So I bought his book, Forensic Faith, and I'm looking forward to reading it. What he said was, quote, Detectives will have the perpetrator write down everything they did on the day of the murder, from the time they woke up to the time they went to bed. I will analyze that, looking for deception indicators, how they compress time, how they expand time, how they use pronouns, how they use tenses and verbs. I'm looking for adjectives and adverbs. Those are really important, optional words are really important." End quote. I thought that was intriguing. So his story is, is that he examined the Bible using the same forensic methods he uses in his profession in solving cold cases. Of course, his conclusion was he found the Bible to be evidential, totally trustworthy. And as a side note and a praise, J. Warner Wallace was saved shortly after that, and now he is an apologist for the faith. So back to words. We, while we cannot determine everything about a person from reading their words on a tweet or a screen or on a paper, we can conclude some things. We might not be a cold case forensic detective, but we do have the mind of Christ, and our mental faculties can detect word patterns. Pay attention to the words that teachers use or authors use, and the words they don't use. The second one is harder, I agree. Omissions are hard to spot. Oftentimes it takes a pattern of omission to detect that something is off. Take Joel Osteen, for example. He never uses the words sin, repent, or even Jesus. He will say broken, or messy, or mistakes, or God, but he doesn't choose to use the Bible's power words that convict a soul. Another example of omission in uh, as a pattern Beth Moore rarely uses the word repent in her speeches or her writing. Oh, she'll speak or write a verse that has the word repent in it, but she rarely directly calls for repentance from sin. And to my knowledge, and I checked this to the best of my ability about a year ago, she has never taught, either in person or a published Bible study, on 1 Timothy. 
Hmm. That's the Bible book that forbids women to teach men or hold authority over them. So some people have occasionally made remarks on what I've written based on a conclusion they've come to. And after examining their statement, I found them to be right. I didn't even know I was revealing myself, but they concluded something about me based on the words I use or the topics I write on, and they were correct. So watch for a pattern of omission while you are watching also for the words an elder or a pastor or an author uses. Does that Bible teacher use important words like hell, death, wrath, repent, sin, or Jesus? Do they overuse words like grace, mercy, forgiveness, without a balance of the other words? And that's the point. When a person gives a sermon or writes something on social media or on paper, they are choosing words. Words and phrases are important. It is a glimpse of what is in their mind and heart. Look up Matthew 12, 34 and Luke 6, 45. What I've described here is one aspect of discernment. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful evening.